You are now listening to the All Right Talk Show with me, your host, Shane Trainer. Get insider knowledge as we explore the world of business, travel, property, investing, healthy mindsets, and everything in between. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the All Right Talk Show. This week I have two sisters in property, Amrit and G from Denoa Properties. They're doing absolute bits at the moment. You should definitely check out these guys. Thanks for coming on the show. How are you both this Saturday morning? Fantastic. Thank you for having us on a Saturday morning. (laughs) Thank you so much, Shane. Yeah, really excited to speak to you and share our journey so far. Yeah, fantastic. I'm really excited to hear hear about it all. So yeah, just give us a 30,000 overview of what you do and how you both got into properties. So yeah, whoever wants to speak first. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, um, I'm Amrit and um, I have been working as a freelance graphic designer for many years, slowing that down now. Um, and also recently become um, an accredited life coach with the Jay Shetty School. So that's where I am currently. Do you want to say where you are? Brilliant. Yeah, so uh, by corporate industry, I was a project manager for several years in the construction and aviation sector. And now um, I'm self-employed. I have Otley Solutions, which is a bespoke sourcing company and also um, in Denoa Property. So full time in property for me. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, And then Amrit, are you looking to make that transition full time into property as well as the coaching as well? Yes. So G and I are pretty much full-time now in property so slow down like my design business to really concentrate on this and and love working with G as well um so yeah gonna work hand in hand with the the life coaching and Denoa properties Mm -hmm. and and I think our bigger goal as well it just all ties in nicely which we can go into in a little bit but yeah yeah, I can tell you how I got into property um (laughs) so basically (laughs) a few years ago um I'm a keen traveler so I traveled um for about two years, came back to the UK and then went off and lived in Thailand for about another year. So I was away from the UK for about three years, um, which absolutely, you know, mind blowing experience. Loved it. Um, loved meeting people from different cultures. Yeah. Countries. <laughs> and sure, we can't do a lot of that at the moment, but it's all I good. Um, so yeah. Came- <laughs> <laughs> Are you a keen traveler as well? <laughs> I, I went traveling for three years also as well. And I got back last year. Wow yeah oh really yeah yeah so i spent time in i spent a month in thailand a month in vietnam and month in cambodia that's you know that that sort of usual uh the the golden triangle whatever they call it of doing all those asian yeah and yeah then i I shipped myself off to uh, australia worked there new zealand worked there and yeah unfortunately yeah covid got the better of us and now we're we're back in sunny old england I did very similar to your trip actually and then um went to South America and Central America so I'm sure you're probably still traveling (laughs) if if it wasn't for this so yeah came back to the UK actually um and went back into design but never really into interested in property initially but started thinking about right come back from traveling probably good time to start thinking about buying my own property, um, was looking in different areas sort of near to my family um, and just came across an advert for a property education company. 
um, showed it to my sister and I was like, gee, should we just give this a go? You know, because I would spoke to some friends and they were like, oh, maybe you should look into investing rather than buying your own place. So yeah. it's a whole new, whole new arena. Um, so G and I went along and yeah, you can crack on if you want. <laughs> yeah, so we didn't, we didn't basically look back. It, it made sense. I think, you know, until that door's open, until you understand what you're getting yourself into, which we then became a bit clearer of what it exactly takes. So I know my sister and I looked at each other in like this first taster seminar and we looked and we said, we can do this. So, um, yeah, so that's what we did. And then we, uh, then we signed up with the, uh, the training Academy property one. We, we picked a few strategies strategies like yep. buy to let creative finance and you know and then we and then we just knew that that was our starting point as we were so fresh we felt comfortable at low risk projects um so that's what we kind of that's how we got into it at the beginning and g was also already into construction mm. at that same time so yeah it was quite a good sort of match yeah yeah that's good actually because yeah you kind of use your skills to uh yeah but into property actually because that's really handy where there's people that go into it that don't have a clue so they kind of have to outsource and learn a lot more um, than the average person but no that's awesome and and just actually going back onto the property training side of things because as we all know property training gets a bad rep doesn't Mm -hmm. it Um, so did you find your property training useful um, in terms of you learned a lot was it the one that you went to was it quite salesy or was was it was it a good one was it did you learn a lot from it essentially? So I think it always matters on the individual or the couple or the business team, you know, how are they going to take on all this information coming at you? And I think for us, we were ready to receive this information. And then I think the biggest golden nugget that we actually got from there wasn't this property strategy. It was it was more the mindset you need to build in order to be successful in property and the network that we built during this property training that we were doing and I think that is you know we we absolutely are grateful for what that that was like the eye opener more than the actual strategies because the the kind of the classroom textbooks that's forever evolving you know you've got to stay up with legislation you've got to learn what regs are new so that's kind of like constant learning which I think it was more the other stuff like knowing what actually a power team means and how beneficial they are for you so those types of golden nuggets I think absolutely were um you know it was fabulous and we have no regrets on going through a training academy so yeah to be honest I I believe it was life-changing for us um like G mentioned the personal development but Mm. a lot of the friends we've made through that network have become really close friends of ours yeah. now um yep. and yeah just growing growing our yeah. friendship. and they're, and they're fellow property investors as well so you know you you naturally start finding that you start building your own circles so you know like we, we can look at people who are way advanced than us and they've all got their little kind of groups collated and made through their own network at that point in time so now we're kind of building our point in time networks that we would kind of yeah. learn with at the same time and you know as as i'm sure you also do yourself Shane is that you know we also look to leverage on knowledge so also looking upwards and going who can I actually learn from and that's something we're still open to just because we've received property training we definitely don't say we know it all that's not where we kind of come from you know we've reached out to people for a private mentorship or for coaching you know because it's a constant learning platform it's not um we're yeah definitely not sat here saying we're, we're experts because it's constant <laughs> learning <laughs> yeah I, I i can agree with that actually and you know what like i personally know 
two people that run a training company and it's a very reputable training company um, and the turnover is massive. But those two guys that run it, they also have mentors above them that they, cause they want to get to the next level as well. So just because, you know, you're, you're now doing really well, you've probably got a portfolio of a couple of million, whatever you still seek mentorship because it's as, as someone like an entrepreneur or someone that wants to learn and grow, you, you always want to seek, you always want to better yourself. It never stops. Does it till probably the day we retire or day we die or whatever. Definitely, yeah. yeah, it's Absolutely. a continual learning and that that's it is and we, we just don't stop because we would just go that. but it is a mindset thing as well so i think going to these um these ed- education um places or getting this mentorship it's it's to the network you're paying for the network as well essentially to be surrounded by all these people and have the access to these people that are could be one step above you and then people that are probably one step behind you so you can help them and they, they might feed you like little bits and nuggets as well and then it's kind of like so I went I did some a little bit of property training it was like a weekend course developments and um, on the first day I pretty much it was about finding land and finding sites and things like that and I pretty much knew a lot about it but there was I think there were two golden nuggets in there and that's kind of like well that's what I've paid for for that day as well as the people so it, it is it is worth it some don't get me wrong there are some trainers out there that have a bad name and they are yeah. shit to put it lightly um <laughs> but yeah no all, all in all um i think you've just got to find the right one that fits you i think at the end of the day exactly. and it is a personal choice you know some people might prefer quite an assertive trainer one that really challenges them others may prefer to be the student in the classroom and take it at their own pace mm. so it really depends on your attitude when you're going to to learn basically and it then it also depends on your goals you know how far or how how quick do you want to accelerate your journey and and get that passive income coming in so there's so many factors that would kind of kind of ensure what you get out of it yeah yeah and also- Yeah, no, it's true. And I guess there's that platform where if you want to ask questions and be really involved, there's that platform for it. If you, yeah, like you said, if you just want to sit and sort of just make notes, that's fine as well. Or even reach out because they usually give you opportunities to reach out to the trainers as well. So it's how, yeah, where you are in your journey and how far you want to grow. But yeah, loved it though. So (laughs) yeah, more about action. Yeah, (laughs) I I agree. Yeah, it's um, the, there's that, famous sayings that knowledge is power well i agree to that to about 90 percent. but the real power is the action part that comes after the knowledge because you could know everything up here but unless you're not you're doing something with it then that's it that's when the real stuff happens exactly yeah. and again that's just growth you know learning from our mistakes but that that's fine i think and again that's where the mindset really helps making us stronger when things don't go to plan we are equipped and help each other as well so yeah yeah i think yeah. That, that's one thing that actually saying having a business partner that's your sister and somebody that you pretty much know inside out goodness the benefits of it you know knowing when to give each other space knowing when we can challenge each other knowing when we're ready for the next step and it's it, it's great it's also a great way we can then bring our relationship into within our power team and you know the other people we connect with and within the network so you kind of realize how 
yeah how we work together and how we can then reflect that into our power team to make sure our values are like upheld the way we work you know we're not aggressive investors we're not the way you know some people um can be quite bossy towards their build team but we're very much about collaborative working so you know we really think that's the way definitely we like to work with people collaboratively including with our um private investors you know we want to be transparent with them this is what you're going to get this is how our project is performing at the moment so there's loads of um you know i think it yeah we, we bring our values into our business Definitely. work as well yeah yeah i think that's the best way to be personally and I, also i think it's great that you, you know you've both found someone i.e yourselves <laughs> to, to work with because i think that's something that some people struggle with as well as finding if they don't want to do it alone, the next battle is finding someone they can trust, they can work with and you play to each other's strengths and, and to, to each other's weaknesses at the same time. So, I mean, um, did, did, did you, uh, both know straight away that you'd be great working together or was it like a trial basis in your heads where you're like, Oh, let's just try it after a few months and see how we go. Yeah. I think initially, obviously we started learning the different strategies through, through the training, the mentorship, and that was collaborative. And, you know, we knew we wanted to work together, but actually I think our sort of turning point happened during lockdown more so because we spent a lot of time together. We were in each other's bubble um, and realized each other's strengths and weaknesses. So some of the tasks that G likes to do, I'm not that keen on doing and vice yeah. versa. And yeah. we were like, actually, we're, we're an even stronger team than we first yeah. imagined. So yeah. I think lockdown for us, you know, obviously things, yeah, it was pretty mental what was happening, but for us, it made, made us become even, become even closer, even more than what we were um, and look at our relationship more in terms of business and yeah. our strengths and weaknesses and how we can help each other out and, um, use our time more efficiently yes yeah, definitely well. and like things that I that Amrit didn't like particularly were like her favorite tasks I didn't even realize that was a strength of mine so that was like yeah. oh I, I don't mind trailing through contracts I've done this in the past you know and just going through it with a fine tooth comb and right picking things up and like she was like I hate doing this stuff so that every time every time I get a contract it's coming your way I was like sure fine because it sends yeah. me to sleep that does so. yeah. <laughs> I genuinely enjoy it so I didn't realize I was an owl as they would say you know a characteristic of my or that I'm analytical or something so I was like oh okay that's quite new to me <laughs> that's perfect yeah it sounds like you've got a really good relationship together now which is always uh, quite nice to see actually so talk about then how you both got together and found your first ever property where was it talk numbers what we what we got how did you get it um, so one thing I think the best thing about the training was the expectation. So, you know, you don't just go out there and buy a property. You actually do your numbers. Does this work for what our expectation yeah. is for a property deal? So I can't even tell you how many viewings we did. There was like ample and ample of viewings. And to be honest, the long and the short of it is after all those viewings, we actually got the deals through follow ups. Yes. So they didn't that, you know, the offer could have been declined initially, but circumstances circumstances change but then as we you know continuously building that rapport with the estate agent um and then um so they were estate agent deals that we yeah. that our our first couple of initial deals were estate agent um and 
yeah and then we so we invest in south wales in the uh bliner gwent area is where we invest yeah um so yeah yeah um property prices were just sort of around 50 50 000. um you know we had lots of offers out at the same time mm. i think our initial offers were declined but as g said we followed it up um and one in particular we'd seen with one of our mentors as well um and yeah, just chased it up, made sure our numbers worked. Our refurb as well was sort of within, yeah. you know, the, what we expected. And then the done up value would work as well. So we weren't rushing to get our first deal. We want, we knew that the first deal may not be our best yeah. sort of, you know, return on investment. Um, but we wanted to, and actually we're pretty happy with it, yeah. but um, we knew we wanted to start go through the whole process of purchasing the property. Yeah. Uh, our refurb actually went a bit higher than we thought as well. So that was a learning curve. We went through a few build teams, again, learning. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think, um, but it was actually quite a smooth process, wasn't it? So yeah. that was it. The, the yeah. first deal was about putting that teaching into practice. Yes. So it was doing the whole 360. So that was, I think, was more our aim at that point in time, like Amrit said, as opposed to, you know, oh, this has got 29% ROI. That wasn't the numbers that we were achieving, but it was more about, right, this is how you purchase a house because it was our first time to to buy a property. So, okay, this is this is the team you need. You know, this is who you need to speak to. So it was it was yeah, it was fantastic. So we're gonna continue to build a steady buy to let portfolio in South Wales. So that's something yeah. we've decided on. So regardless of like you know growing, because um, we are now looking into HMOs at the moment. So we're doing some detailed area research on the outskirts of London and also in South Wales. So we're seeing which one works for our desired cash flow that we're trying to achieve. Because as good as buy-to-lets are, there's always a demand for buy-to-lets. The cash flow isn't going to be as close as to, you know, that passive income you require for a um, for a lifestyle. And yeah. there's two business partners in this relationship. So we we equally need to think that there's there's two lots of cash flow that we require in order to, um, you know, to ensure that we can then focus on our other projects because it's not just property we do because giving back to the community is probably one of our biggest thing where yes. property supports us to do that. So, you know, like the Blossom um, workshops that my sister and I host, yeah. um, like Amrit's life coaching and working with charities and working with charities like I do with domestic violence charities. So yeah. there's, there's a lot that we kind of aspire and are, and are in conversations with doing. So, so we're now focusing on HMO, which can provide a uh, bigger cash flow um, and and probably a small conversion project as well. We've got our eyes open for, you know, we never say no to opportunity. And I'm sure you as a fellow investor, you just don't say no. You, you look into it, you yes. do your research and then you say, does this work for me? Does it not? Mm -hmm. And it's all about your intention with what you want from that deal as well. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, speaking of that, actually, when you said just HMOs and doing some um, quick conversion sort of projects, uh, my, my managing director, who I'm kind of working with at the moment, he's uh, he's just done one of those. He's just turned a three-bed into a four-bed and passed it over to a supported living uh, business. And yeah. so that's for uh, for vulnerable, vulnerable young adults. And uh, he's kind of going down that route now because it I mean it's it's a great thing to do it's very ethical and on top of that the 
you know, the cash flow is really good as well because it's like guaranteed rent for five years. Uh, so it's yep. quite stable. They've got um, in one of the rooms the um, there's going to it's going to be like twenty four seven um, support. So there'll be someone living in there with CCTV and that sort of thing. But it's yep. it's done that the place really nice. Um, so it's very comfortable to live in in a, in a nice area. And he's going to start focusing on some of those projects. Uh, so I think that's, that, that's a great uh, strategy to go down, definitely. And you'll get support from um, local councils and, and those sort of um, supported living businesses. And you'll get a lot of, if you tell them what, you, what you're trying to do. Um, yeah. And I think on the, the government website, there's a list of providers as well that you can reach out to. I don't know if you probably already know that. Um, but you're quite right in order for the uh, mortgage company to be uh, agreeing to this type, mm. you know, supporting vulnerable, you're quite right. They need to be registered on the government website. Definitely. And I think it becomes so much more easier as opposed to an independent um, organization. So, yes. uh, yeah. And, and you kind of hit the nail on the head as you were talking. I was like, that's exactly that's what me exactly. and Amrit are looking into because it kind of links that community and property link together. And that's why we've kind of, you know, that's why we are in property because it can offer so much more it's always offering a home but if you can offer homes to many more people and that's what the HMO strategy is about offering homes to many more people that feel comfortable and proud to call it their own yeah and yeah. leading independent yeah. lives and, and as you said just the just being ethical you know I think we always want to remain humble no matter where we are in our journey because we're we're, ne we're never gonna you know you never make it it's always it's constant yes. learning and growth in yeah. life um but yeah I think G and I we have our vision of like you know where we want to be with our community projects and and that's it the property it's just we're just moving up mm. the sort of the ladder yeah. to, to get there and help as many people as possible yeah well, I really like that um and that's yeah I think that's kind of like I call that ethical investing. And there's a there's a there's a, another woman that I had on this show. Her name was Claire, and she's actually from Birmingham. And I've met up with her, and she's just done two. Well, she's done one HMO, and she's just done a second one, and it's kind of for su supported living. So no, I think it's a definitely a good strategy. And if you do need any uh, advice on that or anything like that, I'll, I can put you in touch with with who I know. So just yeah, drop us a. Oh, thanks, Jane. That's really Anytime. sweet. Yeah, no, no worries. <laughs> That's really, at all. really sweet. No worries at all. Happy to help. So, uh, going to back to your first buy to let, then when you purchased that, did you get in an investor on board on that one? Passionate about investing in property? Are you a beginner or a seasoned veteran wanting to learn more? Then Blue Ricks Magazine is a perfect magazine for you. I know what you're thinking. Not another property magazine. Well, Bluebrick subscribers get access to their bi-weekly private podcasts, monthly meetups, private YouTube library, digital download resources, and of course, bi-monthly print magazine, as well as their regular online articles. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Head over to bluebricksmagazine.com forward slash all right investor, or click on the link in the show notes. Okay, so <laughs> I um, we've been saving our own money because obviously I mentioned earlier that um, I was actually looking to buy my own first property um, yes. I was looking sort of in the Kent area because I didn't want to be too far from my family but sort of close enough to London um, I'd looked could probably afford something around there um, but it was still far from mm. from family actually yeah. and I was thinking okay it'd be fine to get a place that's really nice but then hey I'm just living there by myself <laughs> so so actually I'd saved a bit um, of cash 
Um, and G and I, we spoke about this and we were speaking to angels, but not, not so much actually, because I think we felt comfortable that we had funds to fund the first project. Um, so we, we did most of the first one by ourselves. Mm -hmm. However, the second one, which was very close, we bought two very close together. Um, we had some family investment so uh, yeah. private investors yeah. yeah so that was great um and then now we're just reaching out to yeah so now we're actually uh reaching out to like non-friends non-family because it's it's much easier to kind of you've built that rapport and trust with your family and friends and they trust you and they know you because money's quite a sensitive conversation with people let alone lending it on on like a yes. a loan term which is not through a bank and so forth so yeah now you know it takes time now we're building our confidence now we have people reaching out to us wanting to you know learn more what we're doing how can they help so we're, we're having those conversations and we're really excited and, and they're non you know they're non-related non relationships before so we're just going through the process of having those touch points now and understanding how does it take to you know speak with um higher net worth private investors yeah. and yeah. What, what what's required there because there's so this is a new journey that we're no, now going Definitely. through but it also then supports our bigger picture of getting into bigger projects because um yeah so that's what that's yeah. kind of where we're at at the moment so again something new for us to be learning along the way <laughs> so it could be like you know i could come back to you and go damn shane i wish we did it differently or you know it, it, then the next time you'll just uh, put those learnings into it so we're quite excited yeah so I think we started off with low risk, yeah. you know, yeah. and actually not have anyone, you know, we didn't, we felt comfortable and, yeah. and now we're, yeah, we're like, right, let's go for it. We, we, we understand the process and the system, mm. um, still always loads yeah. to learn. But. Yeah. You, you become used to it, don't you? Once you've done it like once or twice, you become used to it. And just going back to what you said with, um, with family and then, um, outside investors that you don't know, I found it personally easier to speak with people about potentially investing that I've only just met uh, as opposed to my family. And I feel like with family, it's kind of like you have to get your first project over the line first before they start to trust you. And I'm like, that's such backwards logic. I'm like, you yeah. should be trust you. I, I've known you for 27 years. Like, you know, I'm a good person. Like, yeah. Because I didn't pay that pound back, back in 1996. <laughs> Is that what it is? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally agree with you. And I think that's why we we felt like we wanted to do the first project just to prove yeah. that it works. <laughs> we can do yeah, it. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. But I kind of get it because, like, for personally, for me, like, and I don't know if it's the same your 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 side. Um, my 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 family don't understand investing, and it's that sort of background. So they think like it's like they're looking at me investing in property as very very high risk, almost like they would rather me go to the casino. <laughs> like they think that's like less risky like uh, uh, yeah but you know let's get the first project over the line then then they can invest but yeah yeah it, exactly it, you, you girls have, have been through it so yeah so um so he's onto your second property now or third property where where you girls at now in your investing world yeah, we're on our third buy to let now we're, we're looking for other deals as well actually mm -hmm. sort of in talks with you know, potential direct-to-vendor direct leads and, and always having our eye out on the estate agent deals. But yeah, we're on our third project. It's currently being refurbed. It's going really well, um, smoother process. We're really enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, again, learnings. It's all about how you apply the learnings yeah. into your next project and then it becomes smoother. And, you know, it's funny, Amrit said to me this morning, 
we're going to carry on with buy to lets by the way. I was like, yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> that's something that we've now got the knowledge of. And it, it would be like a, a non-challenging project, but equally for the growth aspect, that's why we're going to the HMOs, you know, learn the regulation, learn the standards required. Um, and, you know, some people we're totally aware because we've had a real mixed kind of vibe within our networking that most people stay away from HMOs. But HMOs also have its opportunities and benefits as well of what it, it what it can bring for you as an investor. So we've decided to go with it. We're going to go with our gut. We're going to we're going to do a couple, see how we get on. And, yep. you know, yep. maybe we can share those learnings with you at some point and go, oh, my gosh, Shane, we're not Definitely. doing this again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's just that's where we're at. Yeah, that's moment. where we're at the moment. <laughs> Yeah, class. So onwards and upwards, I think, with with, uh, with you both. Yeah, and it'd be good when you do awesome. get that HMO off the, uh, over the line um, because that will be one to add to the portfolio, something new that you've done. And I think with yeah. HMOs, they are, they're a massively different ballgame and the HMO market's changing in terms of the, 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 the standard and the quality. It's got to be quite high now. Um, the communal areas and, and it's got to be pretty high. Uh, there's a guy called Matt Baker. Have you heard of him at all? Um, no, no, I'm not so, sure. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely a, a name worth noting down. He's very big in the HMO market and you should see some of his projects. And he's recently uh, written a book and it's how to, it's called Next Level Landlord. And it's about, it's about the HMO market and how to get your tenants in and get them to stay for life, essentially. Um uh, Without without chaining them down or handcuffing them, <laughs> that sounds <laughs> no, that's getting them to stay for life. <laughs> oh, we'll definitely check Matt out. Yeah, thank yeah. you. No, it's, it's really good, and he's um, he knows his stuff, and he's been in the HMO market for a very long time now. Uh, but definitely worth checking out. But yeah, no, awesome. So yeah, we're just coming towards the end of the show now. So I just wanted yep. to go into three random questions that I ask all my guests. So completely non-property okay, related. Yeah. Gee, I think you know what's coming up because you, you listen to a few of my shows, don't you? I so, do. I love your I love your talk show. <laughs> so I need to change it up then because... You, but you I'm going to have to be podcast. honest, I don't remember. So oh, you, okay, can, then. you can go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to start with this. I normally do this question last, but I'm going to do this one first. Uh, <laughs> name, some, name something that grinds your gears. Oh, um, I would say I'm a bit of a petrol head. So it literally is driving fast. So that, that makes me uh, full of joy and gets me pumped and going. That, that grinds your gears, does it? <laughs> no, do, do you, I, I thought grind your gears as in what gets on your nerves. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so, no, answer it again. Answer it again. Or do you want so, me to okay. go there? So that's the opposite. It was opposite yeah. day for a second then. So that's what you love doing. <laughs> okay. uh, for me... I'm again it, I think I've only noticed it when I'm having meetings with people and meeting friends I've known this for a while but punctuality I hate when people are late oh yeah so, yeah so for me I, I'm so like time for me I didn't realize like it's so important and valuable and respecting other people's time so when that isn't shown to me that that would yeah. grind my yeah yeah that, that's up there for me actually to be fair no that's a good one all right G back back to you okay <laughs> 
Right, take two. Yeah. Um, take two. So what grinds my gears is uh, when somebody doesn't get to the point. <laughs> so um, so I like somebody to just spit it out, be upfront. What is it you want? Um, how can I help? So yeah, getting to the point. Yeah, I, I, I like that one as well. Cause, uh, people that just beat around the bush and they start yeah. going on tangents and like just, yeah, just get to the <laughs> bloody point, will you? Yeah, because yeah. because I'm working on that. Shane. Yeah, I'm oh, working is that on you, that. Is it? Okay, a little bit. Yeah, that wasn't any direct thing. It was literally uh, okay. like I, I. This, this is where the relationship starts to crumble after this. <laughs> yeah, we're quite different. We're quite different. We so, are, but yeah. this is where we're saying you respect and you know where to give each other space. Yeah, it's very important yeah. with any relationship. Yeah, no, de- definitely. That kind of ties in with uh, your the the punctual one like you know time's quite precious as well so it's like get to the point with yeah. the voice and time <laughs> could even have 10 minute meetings now then I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay no awesome okay so question two then what is your favorite uh donut flavor oh mine has to be uh the donut with raspberry jam filled inside oh yeah classic yeah yeah classic yeah love that i'm just trying to think i probably would have said something very similar i've tried one actually that has sort of icing inside it like white sort of icing it's a crispy cream one that's that's really that's a lovely one i quite like that yeah i can't can't eat crispy cream yeah just yeah classic glaze for me it's oh so good (laughs) all right it's like give me a box now please (laughs) i know i'm making me hungry i'm trying not to eat too much sugary foods but yeah that's a different conversation <laughs> all right so okay. yeah oh yeah honestly we talk about that as well <laughs> yeah that's one of them um okay favorite ah favorite actually no let's go let's go to the backwards that worst restaurant you've been to oh um so i can answer this so my daughter was waiting for this restaurant to open for ages it was in Westfields and we mm. waited and waited and waited it was some kind of pasta one and you know they promised green pasta purple pasta and so we went there for a family meal I think this was after one of the lockdowns it opened and we thought oh what a celebration we'll go and celebrate that we're allowed to now eat at a restaurant and it was the most disappointing pasta I've ever oh, had in no. my life and it was literally um to the fact that I could say I'm not the greatest cook but I can cook better than that <laughs> Oh, yeah, no. I think I think we were all a bit disappointed, but you know, Shane, like we were talking about traveling earlier. Yes. Like, I love trying different food and you know and street food and everything. So I think even when I go to a restaurant, if I wasn't like particularly happy, I'll probably just let it slide. It's not you know, it's kind of like yeah, just let it go. It's it's okay. But that pasta one is too nice. No, <laughs> but um, yeah, not making a fuss. Yeah, yeah. just like it's fine. It's yeah. okay. But, um, but yeah, I think that pasta one was a little bit of a letdown because yeah. I think we were waiting for it for a while, yeah. weren't we? We put we put the restaurant on a pedal stool, which it didn't deserve, basically. Oh, that's, a, that's a shame. It's always a disappointment when you hope to go and try somewhere new. Yeah. But, uh, I reckon they probably just got some like Heinz hoops. And just, is that what you had? <laughs> just served you that. There you go. It was, an April, it, was, it was an April Fool's joke, that restaurant. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, it, it may not be there anymore. Probably yeah, wasn't exactly. just for that one day. I mean, yeah, yeah. Greatest prank of all time. That. Cool. All right. And, uh, <laughs> awesome. So uh, let's let's go for a, a bonus question then. So 
what book, what one book would you recommend to someone to read? I'm going to let Amrit go first because she um, she reads a hell of a lot. Sure. <laughs> I'm a member of like two book, book clubs and always have a few books on the go. Um, yeah, love books. And I think I'm going to say High Performance Habits by Brendan Bouchard. Um, nice. Read it during lockdown, blitzed it in a few days, sunny days. Fantastic. Amazing, and he he mentions the planner from it, and use that like religiously every day. But it's it's great for people that are aiming, you know, to like high and for entrepreneurs. So yeah, definitely, that's definitely one of my top fives. So, Love that. I'll put yeah. that on my. And um, for me, mm-hmm. I think it'd have to be a book. Um, and mine was recommended by two fellow investors, fab investors. Um, so Les Brown, the power of purpose. Ah, so yes. that one really. Yeah, so that one really got me going. And I was like, you know, this is the thing. It's simple. The messages are simple. It all makes sense. But sometimes you just need that kick to kind of make things happen again. And that that one kind of gets me uh, going again. So, yeah, 100% that one. Yeah, I love that one. That that When I listened to that, it was uh, Mr. Aaron Knightley, wasn't it, that recommended that? Was that was it Aaron that recommended yeah, that to you? Yeah, so Mr. Yes. Aaron Knightley. Yep. Yeah, yep. Shout out, Aaron shout was out the Aaron. first one that recommended it. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Yeah. Hi, Aaron. Yeah, hello, Aaron. It gives gives me a when I listen to that, it gives me like a kind of like a pump in the brain. I can like I can I can do this. Exactly. Like exactly. Yeah, yeah, it is a powerful audio book, hundred percent. You can tell it's it really a, it's it's a bit the audio is a bit outdated to a degree, but the message is like so relevant, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Every day. Yeah, totally. Oh, I need to listen to that one because you've mentioned yeah. it a few times. It, yeah. As you said, it's it just everything makes sense it's like there's nothing difficult about it and that's what's the beauty of it simplicity delivers he delivers his message in a simple way and it's great that's amazing shane can i ask you what your favorite book is like your oh this never happens when people turn the table on me i wasn't oh (laughs) life coach you're lucky you're you're lucky that it's only one question (laughs) yeah okay um do you want me to answer all the questions or just the book just the book Coming the to the end. Oh, good, good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool, good. Um, Unless you want us to. <laughs> favorite book. Oh God, that is such a. T- I tell you, what, tell you what, I'm gonna pick because um, I loved reading. It was How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah. Uh, that is a fantastic book. But in fact, actually, I'm gonna show you because I think everybody should read this book, and not a lot of people know about it. And it's 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 actually super hard to find, and it's called uh, if I can put it, it's called the Midas Method. Oh, okay. See that? Yeah. Yeah. This guy, I mean, it's it's a slim book, but um, everything that I've done with this book. So this is like my Bible. I re- I recite it like every morning and every evening, um, like a goal setting book. Every goal that I've put on it so far, I've I've achieved. Um, it's it's a super powerful book like I highly recommend reading this book and you'll be able to achieve yeah. anything uh, it's called The Midas Method by Stuart Goldsmith okay um, thank you that is a super powerful book but yeah so but apart from that How to Win Friends and Influence People is a is a fantastic book have you both read it yeah I've read the has, yeah, yeah I've read that one but not The Midas Method and yeah. um yeah that's definitely going on the list yeah, along with Les Brown. <laughs> so, just, but this is what I love, just hearing other people's favourite books. It's just great to share. So Yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. Cool. So, Thank you. Yeah, 
Absolute pleasure to get you on. So where can people contact you if they want to know more about you or the projects you're involved in, that sort of thing? Um, so to keep it simple, because we've got several different avenues, it's at Danoa Properties. So that's our uh, property specific um instagram channel so that'll be on instagram um and then with our names they can find us also on instagram facebook yeah um and yeah. our community projects that we do but i think yeah. to know properties is perfect and then there'll be links to the other yeah um insta pages that we have but yeah yeah honestly it's been a, a really nice saturday morning it was a pleasure to talk to you both oh thank you shane we feel honored to be on your talk show as well so we, we really yeah. do and it was so lovely to speak to you too and thank you for asking us no no it's my, my my pleasure yeah any time and uh we'll get you on again in the future to kind of do a, a catch-up so everyone that i've already interviewed in the past i'm looking to like a year from now I'll get you back on and see where you're at and see what you've learned and that sort of thing and Oh, that'd be I amazing. I love that. That yeah. is fantastic accountability as yeah. well. I love it. <laughs> yeah, make everyone accountable. And it's accountable to myself to keep this show running as well. So, Absolutely. And on. maybe, just an idea, maybe we'll interview you one day, a year from it. now, and, see yeah. and what you, um, but feature it on your talk show. Yes, so we could, that's actually a good yeah. idea. That is a good yeah. idea, yeah. Turn the cards, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just and because it, it happened uh, earlier. Uh, yeah, I can tell you. Yeah, I can tell you what grinds my gears in the future. Then. Oh, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> you can say it now if you want. <laughs> no, I'll save that for another time. Okay, okay perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you so no, much, Shane. You're welcome. So that's been the Alright Talk Show. See you next week with another awesome guest or guests. Right, that's been the Alright Talk Show. Ciao for now.